My guest today on the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast is Leon Sheed from Australia, who is an expert in human behavioral selling, which means to say he helps clients become more conscious of behavioral buying strategies and how to articulate the right dialogue in a natural way so the prospects happily perform self-made closes. It's an amazing skill to have, and we're going to learn all about it on today's episode. You are listening to the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast, a show devoted to uncovering the systems and the secrets that set the best apart, where you learn how to take your coaching clients to the next level, while you grow the coaching practice of your dreams. So sit back and relax, or sit up and get excited. Either way, you might want to pay attention. This could be important. All right, Leon, it is so nice to see you. How are things? It's it's is it, what time in the morning is it there over in Australia? Oh, Doug, I'll tell you what, I am I'm frothing. I am fizzing to be here and to be chatting with you, mate. And yes. Is that um, good? I'm good sorry. Does it hurt much? I'm so sorry. It is good. Okay. Fizzing and frothing is one of the many, I suppose, languages that we use here down under in the future in Australia. And yes, it is the morning. It's tomorrow for you. I'm in the future. I'll tell you what, Doug, the future's looking good, my friend. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad we had this little talk. Thanks for having me, Doug. I'm a big, big fanboy, as you know. Love uh-huh. your work. Um, your original OG. And I'm, I'm frothing to be here. Hey, hey, just to, to froth a little bit more. Um, yes. I think I might have mentioned to you that up to like one through 100 at least, um, of my podcasts have been audio only. They've been recently put onto video where there's just like a, a placeholder, you know, with my face and whoever I'm interviewing face yeah, um, yeah. and the audio going on in the background. But I am converting over to audio and video. So people okay. will be able to have the option of watching. And so this might be, in fact, Leo, oh. my very, very first video. Wow. All I, right. Well, lucky yeah. I got dressed yeah. halfway. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's kind of color coordinated too. You're, wow. It's almost like we planned it. Amazing. Yeah, you'd think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but that's not why I brought you here to talk to you. So um, this podcast, as you are well aware, is called the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast. And it is two things. We try to get two things. It's the secrets and this, this, the, the um, oh, systems yeah. that set the best apart. But it's about being a good coach and how do you do that? You know, how to get the best results for your clients in whatever way that is, whatever form of coaching it might be, hypnosis, et cetera, different forms of coaching. Nevertheless, we want the best. And we also want to make a living. You know, coaches need Go to make a, you know, make a living. And I think you're pretty good at that, Leon. I'm getting. I go right. I go right. Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) I want to find out some of your secrets and systems for um, doing what you do so well. So, uh, Leanne Sheed, I I want to hear from you. What's going on? So, yeah. So you use NLP. What do you want to know, Doug? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, where do we start? Do we start at the beginning or do we start where it all happened many years ago? What's the difference between those two things? <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. Well, I, was, I could chew your ear off for probably two hours easy, Doug. And um, yeah. we obviously, we don't want to turn it into a full-blown two-hour talk. Well, okay. Let me you just, tell me where you want to start and we'll start. So, um, yeah, we don't have to go back to the very beginning. But I do think that there was um, – you were able to, to – to, uh, what's the word? Niche down particular uh, aspect of hypnosis and doing some smoking cessation or something, and you made a lot of money in a pretty short period of time. I think my listeners might be interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So I got into the world of NLP and hypnosis just because I was a little bit weird, a little bit different, and um, I could never quite understand why people do the things that they do. And I was always a little bit more awkward um, growing up and still am quite now a little bit awkward, you know, but that's the, that's the great thing. The awkward ones and the weird ones are the ones that normally do great things in life, right, Doug? Yeah, keep and I, it up, I, Go ahead. <laughs> well, if you keep signing it up, it's going to happen. 
That's what you tell me. So I got into NLP and then just based on, you know, exploring as most, I believe, NLPers get into it to better themselves and have the tools and the tactics and to help other people in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. And as I got into this, I back then I had a few bad habits, you know. We've all got a few bad habits. Back then, I'll tell you what, Doug, and probably not many people told, I've told you this, but um, I used to smoke back then. Smoke the oh. dirty cigarette, oh. okay? And I basically, um, I couldn't get rid of it. It was one of those things, one of my escapes, okay? M- my main escape. And that was probably the worst thing I did. And um, so I got into, I was really intrigued because I heard the story that someone went to a hypnosis session and after, you know, 30 years of smoking, boom, gone like that. No cravings, no nothing. And this got me really intrigued. And as I learned a little bit more about it, it was like, well, I've got to find out about this, okay? Now, I didn't go do a session. I was like, I want to go learn it. And then as, as I'm exploring it more about NLP and hypnosis, I'm like, this is really cool. So I signed up, got into the training, and wow, it was, it was amazing. Everything, my whole world just changed from, I suppose, exploring NLP and hypnosis because I'd done my blocks of NLP and hypnosis back to back, okay? Um, and in that journey, I suppose, I actually um, managed to to cut the dirty habit um, with within like one session and I was freaking out and I was just like, what is this magic voodoo crazy stuff? What is going on? And I was just being obsessed with NLP and hypnosis and how it works and how it works with people ever since. So let me ask you a quick question. Did you do a session with a practitioner or did you just do this in the course of the seminar? How to, was your learning how to do these things? Yeah, so I actually um, managed to release myself from cigarettes while I was doing the training. So cool, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah added, so I used to sneak out during the breaks and yeah, totally. So I used to sneak out during the breaks and you know tell myself no one can smell me, and you know, <laughs> and then as the presenters do this, he's going, well, we I know and we all know there's a few smoker here. I'm smoke. I was the only one, so he's pointing me out. So as you learn this, obviously, you know, this is going to be really great for you. So they actually picked on me. Excuse, excuse me. Cool. <coughs> so, yeah, it was great. So I managed to ditch it while I was uh, training up and, and doing hypnosis. Um, went all the way to advanced hypnotherapy, um, more clinical. And mm-hmm. I've kind of used a lot of that, the blended NLP and hypnosis with, uh, with what I do now. Um, before, we'll take a couple of steps back. Because I, I um, got that transformation and learning um, hypnosis, mm-hmm. I was like, this is crazy. I'm going to go out there and save the world, as most you know, <laughs> practitioners or coaches or consultants do when they learn this you know, powerful tool. They want to go out there and save the world. So after um, learning all these, um, the, the, I suppose, the method, the techniques and all that from NLP and hypnosis, Doug, I went out there on a mission to cure the world of smokers. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's how I went about it straight after that. Nice. <laughs> so that's great. So you made a, how much money did you make? Curing the, well, cure the world of smoking. Yeah, well, geez, you don't muck around. Eh? You get straight to the, to oh, the jugular. I thought that was an important <laughs> part of their story. Yeah. 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 So um, bear in mind, I had it. I had a little bit of sales background and marketing background before I kind of, went out there and started to, oh, you know, offer know a smoking sensation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. where where things took off for me is, you know, being being an ex-smoker, I knew what the, the main pains and the problems and um, the desires were in a smoker's mind. You know, most people do that have ever worked with smokers before. You know, the pain is the, the uncertainty and the fear of, you know, passing early, okay, mm-hmm. is the, the pain is, you know, how much cigarettes cost. And that back then was, you know, six, seven years ago. So it wasn't as bad as what it is now. However, that, that was one of the pain things. Uh, what else is there? Um, if you chunk them down and go a little bit deeper, you find out with smokers, you know, the pain necessarily isn't on them, but also, you know, the pain and the fear of leaving the family earlier. Okay. What, you know, what are the kids modeling? You yeah, know, yeah. what, Okay, let me, let me just stop you there. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to know how to do smoking cessation. I don't know if you know this about me, Mr. Mr. Sheed, but I, I have done um, literally a few. 
tens of thousands of smoking cessation um, clients because I did them in groups. I did um, like 50 or a hundred or 300. I think the biggest one I ever did was about 350 people at the same time. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. And I did that for seven years. I traveled around and did these seminars for smoking cessation and weight for weight loss. I didn't even know Um, that. There you go. Wow. So I I know how to do it. But (laughs) but here's the thing for me, I didn't need to worry about marketing at all because I was hired by a company yeah. to do this. So yes, John, okay. John Morgan Seminars hired me to do this, and I went out and did it. John Morgan did all the marketing stuff. Uh, he was an ex-radio sure. DJ, so he knew how to make radio commercials. This this whole thing. And it was really convenient for me because I could just get on a plane, fly to Cleveland, and do a seminar. I liked that part. Marketing was something. Yeah, the easy part, Doug. Yeah, it's the easy part. And... <laughs> I want to know from you, you, you go to a seminar, you take a seminar, you learn how to do these things. Um, how did you, I mean, you said you had a little better background in marketing, sales and marketing. How did you go from taking a seminar in smoking cessation? Yeah. To, um, did you have to build a website? I mean, what was your story? No. I mean, how did you, no. how did you make this thing? Yeah, yeah. And what I was getting at before, because I was a smoker, I kind of could drill down into the, the language, the messaging. So how I, I suppose, got leads and then got bookings and clients was uh-huh. I leveraged social media, okay? I leveraged social media in a way that the message was very clear, okay? It was very direct. It was focused on the pain and the problems. And at the bottom of the, the Facebook post is what, what, I, um, what I used. Uh-huh. Um, it, it was a simple call to action, comment below. So I'll do these posts and, and on my private, I suppose, public um, profile and then groups and so forth like that um, because I was so motivated. I was like, I'm out there on a mission. And mm-hmm. when I got on the phone with people um, from Facebook, you know, I managed to get them onto a call. That's when they could obviously feel the enthusiasm and the passion and the, and the certainty that I could help them cure smoking for good. So things took off quite quickly from doing this, you know, so let me just, put let me a post out, I'll get, let me just make sure I understand. I, I, yeah. So you would do a posting on Facebook and then um, Correct. People, people would comment on your post and then you would like message them exactly. or something based on their comment or something? Yeah. So I'll say, you know, I'll do the spill and then down the bottom, you know, comment below to find out more. Comment below if you want to be free of smoking. Oh, okay. okay. And they'll comment, you know, I'm interested. And then, you know, you'll message them, say, hey, John, um, thank you for commenting on my post. How long? And then I'll start the conversation. I'll go straight into... Great. Well, you know, why are you looking into quitting smoking now? How long have you been smoking for? So I'll go straight into the qualifying phase in mm-hmm. Messenger. Okay. Then obviously once I qualify them, I can see they are at 10. They are ready to let go, which is the, the main thing. If you've ever, well, you have before mm-hmm. the audience, if they've ever done, you know, smoking sensation um, and then get them on the phone and then go a little bit deeper into the pain and then enroll them. Okay. Um, where things took off quite quickly is I was charging a lot, okay, a lot more than the average, I suppose, um, hypnotherapist would charge for quit smoking. You know, over here in Australia, not too sure where what they charge over there, Doug, but the average, I suppose, hypnotherapist would charge two fifty to maybe five hundred max. I was charging a thousand dollars minimum, okay, and that was for, for one, one session. For one session. For one session, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So my, I suppose, yeah. So my guarantee was that because I qualified them so heavy at the start to know that they're ready to go now, that if I couldn't, I suppose, guarantee that you would be free for life. And it was a, a big ballsy, I suppose, promise that I'll keep working with you for free until you do. Oh, okay. Now okay. that, I suppose that big, big ballsy promise guarantee was, you know, a very, very attractive to most people. Well, because you know what? It's, a, it's very cool, though, because I think it's a mistake, honestly, to, to offer like a money back guarantee. That that bit me in the yeah. bum a few times when um, early, in the early days I used to do that. But then there were people who were bizarrely in my model of the world, at least motivated to to get their money back. You know, so they needed to prove to me that they were wrong. Yeah. So they could get their money. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. But when I started yeah. doing the money back, not the money back, but the guaranteeing that this works and you, I work with you for free until it does, that's yeah. a much better guarantee. Much yeah, better yeah. Well, yeah. you're offering, I suppose, the the negative outcome, the worst outcome to something that is obviously good. 
Right, right, right. It's better for them instead yeah. of money. Like, That's yeah. good. Yeah. Love so, it. Love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I worked that out the hard way because I was on a mission. I was I was going quite fast and, you know, helping these smokers where um, straight away I, I, I learned quickly, oh, crap, this didn't work. I, You know, they weren't qualified. They weren't ready to, you know, let go of smoking. They had like a, um, I suppose, a, um, an identity that they are smoker. I can't break that. But when I got them out of 10, hey, they're 10, they're ready to go. There's a lot of pain there that, boom, they're getting results for them was was very easy. Okay. Um, and so let me just stop you again because I, I want, in the interest yeah. of my listeners, I want to know how they might be able to replicate what you're doing here. So Absolutely. I, can, I can really certainly imagine seeing some sort of compelling post that I would put, put on to Facebook and then, uh, you know, so if you're interested in this, you know, say something here and then I'd get on in a conversation, but I personally would not know what to say to them after that. So you say you yeah. qualify and you get into a 10. Well, how, how do you do that? What's the process? Oh, that's, that's such a really good question. Cause the funny thing is from the story, I actually gave my script, my little uh, post away to a lot of the other students that went through um, training with me. I was like, Hey, I'd like gener- generated heaps of these leads from Facebook here. Take this. It works. And, a lot of them um, just it blew up their business quite quickly. And one thing I noticed that they didn't actually had a process for me. I because you know being in sales and marketing for long for mm-hmm. quite a while, you got to have a process. You got to be able to qualify them. You got to be able to you know find out where they are and their buying cycle. Are they ready? Are they not? And the right questions to ask in the right way. So absolutely, um, that's one thing that. I automatically put into play where I believe most practitioners or coaches don't necessarily have a, a, a system or a process right. in their sales process to qualify the prospect and to move them along. So for the people who are listening at home here, um, how could they get that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, it's, it, it's, if you think about it, Doug, it's quite easy. Because yeah. you want to call, you should ideally know who's your perfect client. And we don't need to go into avatar and all that. But who is it, your ideal client that you know that you want to work with, that you want to be happy, happily working with, mm-hmm. and that you can get results for? Okay. So once you've identified who they are, okay, and, and, and what, where they should be, the, the next, I suppose, natural process is asking them questions to what I suppose you do to solve the problem. Okay. So for me, I want to, the first question I want to ask, Doug, is like, how long have you been thinking about um, quitting smoking? Okay. Okay. So that will tell me like where they are in the buying journey straight away. You know, if they're like, oh, oh, you know, I think it's about time. What does that tell you? You know, I think it's about time. Where where would they be to one to 10 in like cold, like they're not even interested to 10? Where do you reckon, Doug? I'd, I'd reckon somewhere around a seven. Seven. Well, yeah. Well, there you go. I, I would probably say like a three. Oh, really? Someone's got to be at a, a, a nine or, or a ten. Pretty much a ten. I can I can move them from a, an eight and a half to a ten. But if if they said to me, "Oh, I've been thinking about it," and I'm like, and then the next obviously natural question is like, "Why now?" So how long have you been thinking about it? Why now? Because I want to find their primary driver. Okay. I want to find how big the I suppose pain pain threshold is that i can leverage off doug to move them into where i can help them so if okay. they said oh i've just been thinking about it why now well blah 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 blah. okay well how is that affecting you is it affecting anyone else so i'm asking smart strategic questions that is naturally leading them towards a sale which ideally they're going to self-close themselves okay because the way I'm asking those questions. Nice. So with the questions, you go a little bit more deeper in context. The, the questions have to be derived from where you can help them. Okay. Like if for most coaches, let's, let's talk about who's your main audience, I suppose, of coaches and consultants and practitioners. Would you say NLP is the, in the, I suppose. Um, My listeners here. Correct. I, yeah. I, I suspect that's correct. Although I don't yeah. know for a fact, because honestly, I don't know for a fact there's any, anybody can listen to this is available on all the channels. So um, I mean, clearly it's people who are interested in on one capacity or another in coaching. And I think Absolutely. the likelihood is high that there's a lot of NLPers because I am 
in NLP and a lot of my guests. Well, you're one of the OGs. You're one of the OGs that that you, you know, the big players back in the day, which is why I respect you so much. What's OGs? So, <laughs> OGs is one of the original, you know, big players. OG? OG, original. Original. Or, I suppose. <laughs> original You've never heard of that? Come original on, goat? What's original? Oh, I must be talking young talk. <laughs> original goat. <laughs> Get out of here. So, yeah. Okay. So, a lot of your audience will be coming to you, yeah, based on because you have, I suppose, a lot of connections to, you know, um, the, I suppose, a lot of original um, NLPers, teachers, consultants, trainers, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So, going back to the question, Doug, is like if they're looking to, to coach someone in mindset or to help them release a negative, I suppose, belief or fear or anything like that, that that coach, okay, wants to understand where they are at now in their buying cycle. So why now? Okay. How is that affecting you? Okay. And then I suppose, um, you know, from there, why now? You, you want to ask a little bit more, you know, what's kind of led you up to now? You know, what's been happening to get a bit of a baseline? Does so you, you, you're not only ascertaining, but you actually are trying to move them from the three to the four to the five to the. Well, the, to that's seven, what you eight, need nine, to five. do. Okay, that's what you need to do. Most most coaches that I've trained in sales and um, in marketing, they don't have a process. They're just firing off random questions that right. isn't even moving that prospect towards coming a client. You know, they're not even grabbing that 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 I suppose that smart intel to qualify them or to find what's going to motivate them to strategically buy. So those questions have to be in place. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Totally makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and happy to go deeper into that. I'd be happy to hear more about it. <laughs> yeah, so the, the main thing is you, you need to find out where they are now, why yeah. they are where they are, and how big that, that pain is. Because at the end of the day, the size of the problem, okay, that you're going to be solving is going to be direct related to how much they're willing to invest to remove that problem. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. If, if they've got a small problem, a they're not so, going to want to invest much no, to yeah. solve that problem. Right. right. So, so you've got to know how big that problem is, so you wanna, how long you it's been affecting them. Make the pain as big as possible. Well, I call it problem sensitivity. How big is that problem sensitivity? How big is that pain threshold? I call it too. Okay. Because if someone yeah. does, isn't it enough pain? don't believe they've got a big problem, they're never going to buy, Doug. You know no, that. No, no, no. They're, they're never going to want to better themselves. Yeah. When I used to do smoking cessations um, privately before I got into doing the big seminar stuff, um, I would basically do the same thing. People would be in my office because they decided to come. So they'd already bought, if you will, the uh, the idea of, of being in a – Never had anyone dragged? Sorry? Never had anyone dragged there, like their partners dragged there. Well, that's there what I was or... going to say. There was there were people yeah. that were there, kind of because their spouse said you have yeah. to go, or their doctor said, "Oh my God, you're going to die. You better go." Um, yep. So these people that were there for that, and then so when I'd ask them, like, okay, well, on a scale of zero to ten, how motivated are you to quit today? Um, if I got people saying, oh, "My wife wants me to quit," or something, I'd say, "Yeah, okay, well, why don't you just go home and like you know, happily die and." Unless you want to f- figure out for yourself that it's for you. you know, yeah. Up to you. But um, come back when you're ready. And I, well, that's I, a red I flag. Sent, I sent some people away. No that's more. a red flag. And it depends how, like, you don't have to be desperate for a client, but you, a lot of coaches roll over there. They're like, ah, okay, they're not quite ready or they're not qualified. I don't believe in giving up just there. To do what? You know, I don't believe in giving up just there. If they're saying, uh-huh. oh, well, I'm not quite ready or I don't know, like a, a good coach, okay, should be able to, to chunk them down to go deeper. What do you mean you're not quite ready? And, uh-huh. and, and obviously lead them towards the consequences of, you know, if what's going to happen to them if they stay where they are. You know, oh, I understand that you're not quite ready. When, would you, when do you think you'd be ready to, to have, a, you know, to have yeah. – to release the cigarettes and have more money and, you know, start stacking up the positive. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You know, so you're not heading towards a sooner death. So your kids aren't modeling your dirty habits. Right. So your wife is looking at you with more respect. When are you ready for that, Doug? <laughs> so, yeah. 
Good no, it's, it's very good. I would I would do that sort of thing most of the time and I would be successful. But when it was really, really like not moving, I'd say, listen, go home. And I would, I think the shock ah. of that sin where I'd, I'd send them out of the office would yeah. uh, make them reconsider. Most of them came back a week or two later and said, okay. So yeah. that's really powerful. That's really powerful what you do there. And it's something that I teach because we're, you know, in our mind, how we're, I suppose, programmed from the primitive brain we naturally move away from anything that chases us. So if we're like, oh, come on, John, you know, you, you know, you need to do it. You know, you need this. You know, this is going to be great for you. You're now chasing them. Right. Okay. So they're naturally going to want to move away from you. Like, uh, uh, and it's, it's like back in the caveman days, like you jump out of the cave and you hear a rustle in the bush and then, what the heck is that? You know, it could be a saber tooth tiger. There's something starting to follow me or chase. You're going to want to move away. Yeah. Or it's like, Naturally, you know, you see like a chicken run. I'm like, oh, chicken. You don't even need the chicken, but you're like looking at it and you're drawn to it. Yeah. So by pushing it, just, them away. Just by well, the way, I, didn't want to, I don't want to alarm you, but there is a, 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 a lion behind you. Yeah. 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 Looking, yeah. looking right at you, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because he's a reminder. He's a reminder. You don't need to chase. And this is a big thing that coaches do. Uh, you know, when, the, when you chase, you come across as desperate. You come across as needy. And that, that basically projects you as a threat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But when you're pushing them back and you're like, do you know what? I don't think you're going to be a good fit for me. That triggers something automatically in their brain. They're not used to that. Okay. They're oh, re- rejection. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. They're like, oh, no, no, no. And then they start selling themselves to you. You're like, do you know what? It sounds to me, Doug, that you're not quite ready to let go of this. So I don't think I'll be able to help you unless you are ready now. And here's where we can put some indirect suggestions or <laughs> language patterns. Yeah. So, yeah, that's very powerful. Um, nice. Pushing them away. Push pull, mate. So I'm just really intrigued that you did all this without a website because a lot of people think that they need to have a, a yeah. website, they need to have this, they need to have that in order Testimonials, to Testimonials, case studies. Which are all very, very useful, no doubt about it. Absolutely. And- I'm not saying you don't need them. For me, where it took off was the message was so simple. It was so direct. Okay. It was it was focused on them that they could understand how it was going to help them. But not just that, you know, it gave them context to how. Mm-hmm. You know, I, in, in the message, and if anyone, you know, does smoke in sensation in your audience, I'm happy to give them that, um, that proven, I suppose, post that I use. Happy to do that. Cool. Um, even got some free training on that, that how to use it. But anyway, when it's so, so simple, it's so direct, we can, we can do, include the link. In oh, our- we'll sort something out. Yeah, we'll sort something out later. All right. I, because I didn't worry about that. Once I got out of the training, I was like, I just want to go help. Like, I wasn't focused on making money or making profit. It just took off. Hmm. It was like... Man, this is awesome. I'm now, I can taste food. I can do this. I can do that. I can now, I feel like a better dad. I feel like a better partner. My wife is respecting me more. So I didn't worry about all that shit, Doug. I, I, the purpose, like the purpose is purpose before profit. That is one of the, 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 the secrets. If you want to know that you put your purpose before profits, mm. you, you're always going to kick some big goals. So by having that clear post messaging them, people can feel you. They feel that you're authentic. They feel mm. like you're not chasing them, not wanting to get something from them. Right. These yeah. are all things that we don't naturally know how it works. Like we feel you through the head and the heart and then getting them on the phone, like they can feel the certainty from you that they're not saying, well, have you got testimonials or any case studies? They can feel that certainty. You've knocked out the, you know, the, uh, the risk. Right, okay, right. the fear, you're giving them that certainty and they're like, oh, wow. Okay, well, how do we get started? And that's where if you ask those right questions in the right order, they're going to make a self-made close. Cool. So Brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Let me ask you this. For, again, for the interest of our listeners at home who perhaps have not totally. really gotten to a place where they can feel comfortable um, charging like $1,000 or whatever, yeah. how did you um, – did you ever – do a sliding scale for people that said, oh, I really can't afford that. It's just, uh, I'm on a fixed income. I'm a little old lady and I only have $300 a month to live on. And Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's yep. funny that you say that. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of coaches don't value their worth. 
They don't value their transformation uh-huh. um, to what they can charge. Um, now, when when people are in enough pain and they know that this problem isn't going anywhere, they're going to find a bloody way. Okay, they're either going to find an excuse or they're going to find a way. Mm. So the same goes for the prospect, the same goes for the coach. So, you know, when I got, and, you know, there was quite a few, like, prospects that didn't have the money, okay? Now, I said to them, you, look, I, I totally understand that finances may be, you know, maybe quite hard at the moment. Now, here's the thing. You're either going to find an excuse or you're going to find a way. Now, I know, I know that you know now that this is a problem that this isn't going anywhere. This is actually costing you more money mm-hmm. than what in the long run I'm, I'm going to be helping you make money or helping you save money, so to speak. Yeah. So you're going to find a way. Now, now obviously, I'm going to help them out too because I, I was never about money, still aren't, um, and not about money, that I would, I would make a payment plan, you know, hook up a PayPal automatic pay and, and let them go like that. You know, a lot of them didn't um, didn't finish their payments, but that's cool, mate. That's cool. Like I was still there to help them. Purpose over profit. Love okay. Um, yeah. But anyway, just just find telling them that you're going to find a way or an excuse. So you wouldn't you wouldn't go down on your price. No, no. Coaches should never go down on their price. No. The first thing I do when I work with a coach, the the quickest way for to help for me to help them um, generate more revenue is lift their prices straight away because they're all charging too low. In fact, we're all charging too low. You're charging too low, Doug. I'm charging too low. So I give them more certainty. I come in there and I I give them a slap around the face and I said, look at your prices. Are you sure? Because you're actually going to attract better clients. Okay, you're going to get better results because they're going to take you and your services more seriously Mm. if you charge this. And it's a little bit hard at the start. And, and I was like, when I first said, you know, $1,500 for, you know, a smoking sensation um, session, I bit my lip and I shut up. But they paid it. And I was like, crap, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. Why didn't someone come and slap me and say, hey, don't charge $300. You charge for the outcome. Charge yeah. for the yeah. size of the problem that you're removing. Charge for the value and your worth because you bloody deserve it. Yeah, and by the way, that's just really especially true, perhaps, with smoking. Is you know, we as we as coaches do remarkably transformative work for people. We we change people's lives, and they they uh-huh. are able to learn earn much much more money than they ever could before, et cetera. We do uh, it's incredibly valuable service that we provide. But when you st- stop and think about it, like, I don't know what you charge. Like you said, it was seven dollars, eight dollars for, for a, a pack of cigarettes back in the day in New York, where I'm from. It's like fourteen dollars a pack. In New York City, yeah, come I'm over sure here. About, sorry, come over here. We got the come over here, Doug, to Australia, mate. Yeah, we got highest some of the highest prices of the world for a um, Yes, sure. like fifty eight dollars, mate, for a packet of bloody. Um, I sound so Aussie right now. <laughs> oh my god, fifty eight dollars for like. Yeah. And tell me if I'm oh. talking too fast too. Um, the the coffee's starting to kick in there. And, <laughs> so $58 for like a pack of, wow. I think it's like um, 30. So, so like if you just, just to stop and do the math, like how much you're saving these people. I mean, not only yeah. are you saving their lives, basically you're saving their lives and just making the, well, it's the never about the money, Doug. It's never about the money, mate. But it like, is also you- about the money because look how much you're saving them. If you know, let's say $15 a pack for fun. What are you going to do with the money when you're dead? I'm just saying that they when they quit smoking, they're going to have you yeah. know a lot more money to play with. They're going to be much more richer. Yeah. What I'm getting at, I respect that yeah. totally. What I'm getting at is when you chunk them down, that is, you know, what I can give you a piece of paper now. That's the same as money. What is it actually going to do for you? Mm. Well, actually, the money is to 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 go on that family holiday. I've been promising my kids and my wife for ages and to create those good memories. It always comes down to happiness. Right, always, right, right. If you chunk them down, you know this, mate. You've been in the game long enough. I've learned so much from you. It always comes down to happiness. It's never about money. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. So do you <laughs> Coaches still need to charge more. Is that still your Absolutely. business? Is it still your business? Uh, smoking sensation? Yeah. No, no, no. I train coaches to charge more for smoking sensation and hypnotherapists, um, but no, I don't offer it anymore. Um, 
but do you know, I'll, I'll definitely throw my hat back in the ring and, and do it again. And I listen to a lot of sales calls with hypnotherapists there, you know, speed of the prospect about smoke and all that. That's where I get my best enjoyment. So if I can come in there and help them um, convert more prospects into clients and charge more, they're going to impact more people. So I, I suppose, lean my value and my, I suppose, where I can impact people in, in that aspect with helping coaches. So what, what is your business now? What is my business now? Well, basically, there's there's two sides. So I work with consultants, coaches, um, therapists to help them, I suppose, convert more prospects into higher paying clients by helping them, I suppose, dial in their language, um, help them, I suppose, have a more natural sales call. Okay, how, how to handle objections quite easy. Thanks to you, Doug. <laughs> and um, th- that's one side. So that's the sales training, sales mm-hmm. coaching. And then with the marketing side, I help, I suppose, coaches learn to understand how to put together a strategic marketing message that they can put in a Facebook post or on the website or, or anywhere in an email where they can understand the formula to, mm-hmm. you know, put together a simple message that their audience can understand and will want to do something from that message, whether it's an email, whether it's a post, whether it's a website to help them convert into a lead, into a prospect and into a client. Okay. Okay. That's, that sounds great. Do you still do the same sort of formula where you put Facebook posts on and then ask for responses? I mean, how are you getting your clients? Well, back then, back then when I started doing this, I, I wasn't necessarily advertising my stuff. It was just like, I just wanted to do it. So no, but where coaches are, coaches can definitely do that. And I recommend all coaches to do that. Like if you don't, if you don't have a heap of money to invest into advertising, leverage organic. Okay. Leverage, I suppose, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you are. Okay. All those channels, but do it strategically. Okay. Um, and, And the best time to start is now. Okay. Now when you're doing it, and you're at a stage where you're generating leads and you can afford to invest into a paid advertising, then do that. Okay. Then do that. Okay. So the thing is so many coaches, I mean, when I, when I started, when I first, first took a, se- a seminar in coaching in 1993, I think it was 1994 from Thomas Leonard who started the whole field. Um, there yeah. were wow. like nobody, nobody was a coach. I mean, there were, there were <laughs> football coaches, there were basketball coaches, there were coaches like that, but nobody with life yeah. coach was, didn't exist. No. Now you can't throw a stone without hitting a coach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, basically. And I've tried, I've tried throwing, throw stones all over the place. I keep hitting. Coaches. Everyone's a coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's how, a bit of a problem. How right? do you, how do you dif- differentiate? How do you, um, in the saturated marketplace that we're in, how do we, how do yeah. we, find ideal clients how do we get these people to hire us yes. instead of yep. like everybody else and, and yeah. pay, you know money for it 100 percent. not about money but we still we want we need to earn money we need to uh, yeah totally you, we got to survive so that's a great question how do we deposition ourselves away from a saturated marketplace well if we start um everyone's sounding the same okay everyone's the modeling everyone right. you know um the thing what most coaches are doing, and I see it all the time, and it's it's easy to change. Is they're talking about themselves. They're talking about what they do. They're talking mm-hmm. about their stuff and their language. So when you know a prospect is some kind of interested, they they read it, and go, what? I don't want that. I don't know what that is. It, it, it's it's obscure to them. It's like alien language. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. so that's where a lot of coaches fail. Coaches need to get out of their head into their prospects head. Okay, that's the first step is, 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 is get rid of all the jargon. Stop trying to sound like you're this great bloody, you know, coach of the world and, and just be more natural in their language. So, you know, I help, let's say, well, one of my clients, she helps, I suppose, um, post, um, post-depression post um, mothers that have gone through having a baby and they you know, they get depression. Okay. So she, I suppose, dials in a language to, you know, I help newly mothers um, become more happier, become more fulfilled and a better mother within seven days after giving birth without medication, without seeing a, a counselor for years and years and years. So see what she's doing there. 
Doug, she's dialing down her language, her messaging to who she helps, to the problems that she solves, to what, where they want to go. Right, right. Okay, so so be specific on who you can help. And it isn't so much about, everyone talks about niching down, niching down. I don't believe in that. Oh, no. Right, I'm going to, no. Uh-huh. I believe in, if you can be like, I used to, I used to be all about the niche. You know, look at your avatar, do all this. I'm more about get specific on the problems that you solve and your audience will identify themselves to that. Okay. How's that grab? And, and you don't, you don't so, consider that a niche per se. Well, we're not so, so much focused on what it is that we're doing or who, who it is we're working with. Okay. It's, a, it's about the problems that we solve for these people. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so w- what we're doing there is we're opening up, I suppose, the, um, the pool even wider. Okay. So instead of saying I work with, let's say I work with, um, I don't know, I work with dentists to help them grow their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you could say I work, um, I help, you know, medical professionals, professionals, you know, I help medical professionals um, reduce overwhelm and burnout by this and this and this and this within 14 days or less. Okay, so opening up wider because it's not so much who you're working with, it's the problems that you're solving for that audience. And most likely you're going to be too narrow, okay? Mm -hmm. But when you get specific on the problems that you solve and and obviously the ideal outcome, that's when more people are going to identify to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So how do you do yeah. that then? How do you take that person? To the one, is it the, basically from there the same process that you get them on the phone and you start you know, finding out where their pain is and uh, identifying the pain and how that you can solve that for them in a very specific way? Yeah, so that overall process. Yeah. Yeah, so for a start, you, you want to have a message that a, um, that a 14-year-old can read and they can go, well, this is who they help with, okay? This is how you help them. Okay. And I've got some examples and I'll, I'll link it later on. Um, Now with that structure. Yeah, absolutely. And with that structure, it's just, it doesn't have to be over salesy, just natural in a way that they can understand. They can identify themselves in that and they can see how and how you're going to help them and why. All right. Then from that, you know, ask them to do something. So, um, you know, a simple call to action is, um, you know, drop interested below or, or or let me know below if you're interested or, or whatever just any call to action mm-hmm. message me drop a comment below whatever or in an email reply back or in a, on a website go here okay yeah. Yeah. so direct them now from there let's just stick to the facebook organic i suppose lead generation method is when you message them okay you want to have a natural obviously conversation you don't want to say hey doug are you ready to start quit smoking now? It's like, hey, Doug, how you been? Be a bloody human. Right. How you been, Doug? You know, check out the profile. Hey, Doug, got right. some beautiful photos of your kids there. Or, right. hey, Doug, I see you play the piano. Right. Awesome. How long have you been playing? Cool. Hey, real quick, I, I noticed you commented on the post about, you know, desire, okay, about, you know, quit smoking and, and bettering your health. Yeah, awesome. Cool. And then the first question, how long have you been thinking about quitting smoking for? Oh, yeah, yeah. Great. And then the question, they're going to give you an answer. Great. I, you know, from, you know, from the scale to one to 10, like how committed are you? If we, if I was to help you positioning, if I was to help you quit smoking, would you be ready to, to um, become um, a, a, a non-smoker for life? You'll say seven. Okay. Well, what's going to get you from a seven to a 10? Oh, this and this. Okay, great. Well, thanks for that. I think what might, makes sense here is to have a quick call and the call really doug is just to understand a little bit more about you what's going on i suppose what we're potentially working with here and if we are a good fit to work with with each other okay so does that to, sound up to the up to that point where you said okay let's have a call up to that that was texting back and forth yeah and and just to take you know two or three questions just to qualify them Okay, because you don't want to waste your time and get on a phone call or a sales call, whatever you want to call it, with someone that's not even interested in, in bettering themselves. Right. Okay, right. that should be the first thing. Or someone that you know that you just don't want to work with. Okay, so so come up with a couple of good questions. Um, and for uh, a lot of your audience, it's like, it's this, like how long have you been thinking about 
da 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 letting yeah. go of this and getting this. Great. Like, what? why is now important to you? That's another great question because you're, you're taking a, a shot across the bow and you're getting down to that specific, I suppose, core um, thing, core component of why, of, of what you're going to leverage off, mm-hmm. right? And you can go deeper, but you don't need dozens of questions in that. And then, you know, you're going to have a gut feel, okay, that, you know, they could be a good client and say, hey, what might make sense from here is to have a quick chat. Basically, this chat is just to find out a little bit about each other, okay? Figure out where you are, what's going on, and if we can work together, okay? Now, the good thing for this is you're going to have more um, certainty. Um, You're going to have more context of why you are where you are, what's going on, why why it's causing this. And I'm going to lay out um, in a natural way, like what you need to do to get to X, Y, Z. Okay. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? And nine times out of 10, they're going to go, yeah. And why? Because I've framed that call, Doug, on on giving them what they want. Okay. exactly. It's more context, more clarity. Okay. What they need, not just, hey, I'm just going to put you under the spotlight and interrogate you for, you know, 30 minutes. It's like, no, I'm going to give you value. I'm going to help you. Even if I can't, and now I back away. Here's the, um, the push-pull method. Even if I can't, even if we're not a good fit right now, I still want to give you that clarity, that certainty, and head you in the right direction to bettering your whatever. That's okay. brilliant. Let me just ask you another question. The, um, sure, Doug. Actually, a bunch of, bunch of questions were popping up, but let me ask you this. Um, yeah, cool. Do you ever do a, like a free session with somebody to, to give them a taste of what you have to offer? So here's the thing. Oh, I, it was such a great question. <laughs> At the start, I used to do free. Yeah. Now, what I learned along the way is you know, when I was offering the free call, and no matter how I position it with value and, and, and ideally that what they're going to get from the call, which is very important too, by the way, guys, mm-hmm. um, it, it's still free. People don't value free. But when I – and I started testing this, and I started off like – it was like $20, $27. And let's put like a, it's, you know, it's a $27 um, consultation call. Cause it was, it was, it was a consultation call. Mm-hmm. Now, if I could help them, if I asked the right questions, they would close some stouts at the end. Cause it'd be like, well, you know, how can I work with you? Yeah. You know, you don't need to tie them down and do the old, you know, do the inner, you know, the, just the dirty sales tactics that are taught these days. So when I, when I put a price on it, I got better, better quality prospects the, the show-up rate went through the roof, 100%, huh. and, and or had better calls, and, and they, they were more likely to convert. The conversion ratio was higher. And then I started testing and go, well, hang on, 37 bucks, that's cool. What about if I just, and i done something crazy. I'll put $500 on it, and then I'll add some extra bits and pieces, like recording off the call. Okay? Yeah. Now, what you guys have got to remember is just getting context, getting more clarity and getting more certainty from you in that consultation or in that sales call, there's a lot of value in that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of value in asking the right questions, as you know, Doug, because you teach us in, the, in a strategic way to help them get more clarity, more context. There's a lot of value in that. And you, at nine times out of 10, you're, you're always going to hear, wow, that was a great call. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Okay. Because they're now being pulled, they're pulling themselves towards you. Uh, I got up all the way, Doug, to where I was charging a um, one thousand and ninety-seven dollars for a consultation sales call. One thousand ninety-seven. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. Why? Right. Because I was asking those bloody smart strategic questions in the right order that they they were unable to ask themselves. Mm-hmm. They were unable to go that deep. They were unable to move away from that emotion to get context and clarity on that. Right hmm. then, they're like, "Oh my god, I didn't even know that's why I've been smoking all these years. I just thought it was an addiction, or I don't, I don't know why my marriage. I, I never realized why our marriage is, is is been failing all these years. I didn't even know that that I was doing that. So, and yeah, and and, and obviously at the end, I I would tie the the thousand dollars or the two nine seven whatever I charge for the call into the coaching package. Okay, yeah, how much was your coaching package? package uh so um let's say if i'm um back then when i was doing the smoking sensation you know um 
it wasn't to the end when I was charging a thousand and ninety seven dollars, but I would say, well, basically, um, basically, what I want to do is, you know, the average, the, the going price for this is, you know, two zero zero nine seven or, or you know, two thousand two nine nine seven. But what I want to do is because you've already invested this much, it's only going to be this much. Okay, so you reduce what they paid for that um, that consultation call and take that off. Nice. Um, but prices, prices are relevant. Okay, people get stuck on how much should I charge? And they look at what everyone else is charging and that's where they go wrong. You charge on the value that you bring to that person. You don't charge on time. You don't charge on what everyone else is charging. You charge on the size of the problem that you remove for that person right. or for that business if you're working with businesses. Indeed. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really great point, really valuable one, because I think a lot of people starting out in the coaching business don't get that. I think most people starting off in any sort of therapy practice, they, they base it on what their therapist taught them or whatever their you know, yeah. sort of thing. It's really hard to, for people to wrap their heads around the immense value that you're creating for a person when you're doing a coaching with these strategic questions like that. Do you so, know why that is, Doug? What's that? Do you know why that is? Do I know why that is? I, 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 yeah. I Do you know why that is? I believe, I suppose, where people, you know, don't charge high enough, especially coaches, is because self-worth. Mm. They're uncertain in, in, in themselves. Okay. So new coaches, it's more they're uncertain that they can get results. But a lot of coaches that have been coaching for many, many years, it's the uncertainty in the self-worth and the self-value. Maybe. So when I get in there and give them a – in my experience, when I get in there and show them, you know, would you pay, like if someone, if you're jumping out of a plane, right? Yeah. Sorry. If the plane was about to crash and, and you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to crash in this plane. And then all of a sudden Doug pops up. He's the genius. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I've got two options here. I've got this parachute here. It's it's probably going to open. It's it's been <laughs> I've been using it for years. It's, you know, I call it lucky because every now and then, um, and it's only $500. Now this could open, you know, it's probably going to open. It's good, but it's cheap. Okay. $500. Or I've got this one. It's the state of the art um, pro jumper 2000. Now this is guaranteed to open, not only guarantee, but it's got a, a secondary and a third dairy, if that's even a word, no, safety so. option that if the first shoot, doesn't open. Uh, the second one will open. If the second one doesn't open, actually the wings fly out and there's a rocket boost and you just and it takes you <laughs> automatically there with a um a pina colada as you're coming down. Which option if the plane's going down now, Doug, which option would you take? I'll take the second one, please. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Because I know <laughs> it's gonna work. It's highly valuable. Yeah, because yeah. of certainty. Yeah. Because of certainty. So it's never about price. Yeah, for, for yeah, mostly it's not. When it comes to people like, for instance, I'm, I'm thinking back to like, for instance, Milton Erickson, right? Milton Erickson would charge $40 uh, for wow. a, a session. And when people would come, like when, um, like, you know, Ernest Rossi and Stephen Gilligan and all those people came and they were like sitting in around the room with, you know, 12 people around the room, you know, he could have, Charge for this the second parachute there, right? You know, he's fucking Milton Erickson, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. But what he wanted, he wanted his forty dollars. He wanted his yeah. So the group of them, you know, they they pitched him like, you know, three dollars each or whatever, and they they get their forty dollars up and pay Milton. So sometimes I think it's just as it's it's not self-worth per se, is it just kind of is the 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 model of the world you know what you think is the value that it's that's the going rate kind of you know what what, yeah so the frame that they're looking at you know is it is are they focused on the price are they focused on the problem or are they focused on the promise land like what are they focused on to put the price on that right so i think it's i think it's important to get out of an old model like that you know, this isn't a therapy model. You're not charging by the hour. You're not charging by that therapeutic hour kind of thing. It's not 1950s Milton Erickson, you know, it's, nice. it's, yeah, it's, it's now it's what you're doing is you're, you're charging for the, the change. You're charging for the transformation. Strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're charging for, yeah. And it, if you can come across as certain, 
you know, and, and if they can feel that from you, they're, they're investing in that too. Right. And this is where most coaches, they just build themselves a job. Right. Exactly. That's what they do. They, 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 they say yeah. they've got a business. They don't. And I, right. and I had that for many years. Yeah. Yeah. And now you have just, a business that if you will, if you don't mind my calling it that where yeah. in um, you don't work that many hours, right? You, uh, you've no. got a way to um, kind of semi-retired. Yeah. Semi-retired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Okay. Semi-retired. What's that? What's that mean for you? You've got, you're working uh, how many hours a week, would you say? So it depends on the projects. Okay. Yeah. So predominantly most of my work is done in sales training. Okay. Sales coaching. So I'll come in there. Let's say if I work with a, you know, a coaching business, I'm with them for a set destination or a set, I suppose, outcome. Okay. Based on, you know, helping them put together a sales process based on helping them, I suppose, training them in that sales process and, you know, making sure that they're hitting KPIs and, and converting at a certain level. So, you know, package one might be three months or working with them. So okay. depending on the size of the business, and I want to charge fairly, okay, De- charging on depending on where I can take them. You know, I can charge basically on a um, on an overall price or I can charge on equity. Now, charging on equity is, is kind of like for coaches charging on, on the result. Mm-hmm. So I could, if I know that a coach is, they're getting, you know, they're getting some good leads, they can charge more and they can they can close at a higher rate. I know I can take that business from let's say, you know, four thousand. My, my ideal prospect would be about seven to ten thousand per month. I know I can take them up to thirty to fifty per month. Okay, so I want to charge on the outcome. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll say, well, based on this, you know, you're converting at only at this much. You know, you're only converting one out of five. I know because we've had a conversation, we listened to a couple of calls that a couple of mm-hmm. tweaks here with the right question that, you know, a bit of a script and I'll train you on that, that we can boost that up to at least minimum 20%, 22%, hands down guarantee. I know. Okay. That's normally pretty easy. And then from there, let's, let's raise the prices. Okay. Let's look at, let's look at how you're actually doing the fulfillment work. Like mm-hmm. you, do you need all these hours to, to, to do all this with the client? You know, so I'm kind of zooming in there, looking at what they're doing, and 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 really analysing it, okay, and and then letting them see like how we can make, I suppose, how we can help them grow their their revenue, okay, mm-hmm. and h- how we can help them move faster to where they want to go, okay. So for me, and just to put some context onto that, it, it wasn't so much about focusing on hourly rate. You know, I charge two hundred fifty dollars an hour. That's where most coaches charge. Charge on the outcome. When you can charge on the outcome you can increase your revenue, okay? You've got more profits. You attract more clients and you're not stuck, you know, going back to back and hour to hour to hour to hour. So my wife, she's she's a counsellor, okay? Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. trained in hypnotherapy, NLP. She doesn't charge on an hourly rate. She charges about three times the amount more what uh, a psychotherapist would charge, mm-hmm. okay? Because she's focused on the outcome. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay? So that... Yeah. Yeah. Does uh, that make sense? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it totally makes sense. Um, yes. In fact, I've been doing that for years myself personally, because uh, long, long ago, I realized when I, when I talked about the, 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 the value that you're creating, like just going back to smoking cessation for a moment, um, you know, yes. saving a person's life. They're not, they're not paying $14 a package. You know, it's all this, all this value that they're getting for this change that you're making. If you charge them $100 an hour, it's like, that's nothing compared to what the value is that you are creating for this person's life. You're giving them back Absolutely. their life in a way. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's hugely valuable. They've got to see that, but Doug. Yeah. They've got to see that. Right, like, no, I it, know. This is where asking that strategic question, like, right. Doug, how much are you spending a week at the moment with cigarettes? Right. No, exactly. Guess what? You're tugging at those, like, oh, <sighs> look, you know. If I don't go out drinking for the weekend or whatever, yeah. I'm charging, you know, I'm paying you know, yeah. 250. Ooh, yeah. 250. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. And, and how long have you been paying that for? Oh, well, five years. Wow. So <laughs> no, there you go. based exactly. on that, and I've got my handy exactly. calculator. So you've, you've spent basically over such as, yeah. Yeah. Okay. How do you, yeah, yeah. yeah. How does that, <laughs> how does that feel? Okay. Exactly. Not only that, but like where else is, you know, are you paying? 
No, it's really essential to get this, this the pain level up. It's 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 fascinating yeah. because it's the we're people helpers. We don't <coughs> want to be causing pain, but we want to associate that pain to mm. the problem that needs to be changed, so that they can have we can have a leverage to make them change that. And that's exactly what you're doing. That's brilliant, brilliant stuff. And hey, also, listen, where they see the value. I could talk with you all day. This is brilliant, brilliant stuff. And I, I, this is going to be so valuable for my, 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 my listeners. I'm really appreciative for you taking the time to, to talk. Yeah, cool, Doug. What a pleasure, um, mate. If they want to find you, where do they find you? Oh, look, uh, I'm pretty simple, pretty easy to find. You can go to Facebook, type in Leon Sheed. I'll come up. There's only one of me. Uh, then there's leonsheed.com, uh, okay? Uh, com, my website there and uh what we what we what we should do doug is um do something a little bit special for the audience so if if anyone wants to if anyone is in the smoking sensation i suppose um niche or they offer that as a uh, service i'm happy to give you my post um my i suppose my email and um, message copy that you can use um in facebook and to your audience um and yeah I'll, I'll put together a little link and I'll send it off to you later. Perfect. Good. So that'll be in the, yeah. in the, in the blurb for this session. Yeah. We, maybe the that. comments or something below down very here. Nice. I don't know. Man, <laughs> it's been so, so very, very valuable. I appreciate it. It's so been much fun. For the time. It's been fun. All right. Leon, we'll see you again real soon. See you when I'm looking at you, Doug. Right. This has been the essential coaching skills podcast. Thank you for being here. It's a pleasure seeing you again. Hope to see you again real soon. Come back next week when we have another gripping and exciting episode of the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast. And if you want to, you can find out more about us, each and every one of us, at EssentialCoachingSkills.com. Thanks.